Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day, you're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful and handsome host of this podcast. Might I add, multimedia journalist, graphic designer. Go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are talking about whether or not this D-backs team, this 2020 squad, is better than their 2019 team. And also, Derek Hall said something interesting about the upcoming trade deadline for the D-backs. So, I'll get into that and more on today's pod. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So, if you want men... In that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll read to the most reasonable round. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And don't forget, today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto.com. Now, let's get right into it. And I actually want to start off first by talking about what Derek Hall said. So, Derek Hall actually talked to Doug and Wolf. Uh, of Arizona sports, and he said with the trade deadline, uh, the, the August 31st MLB trade deadline, Derek Hall, CEO of the D-backs, said, D-backs are going to be buyers at the deadline. Yes, you heard that right. They're buyers. So what does that mean? That means as bad as they've been to start the year, and we know what they've been doing recently in the last, what, 13 games, how great they've been. This means this D-backs front office is not giving up on this team. And with their, you know, near 500 record, they're saying we're just a couple pieces away from going out there and putting together a realistic playoff run. And I agree with Derek Hall. I I think this team is too good. I've been saying I think they have too much talent, and I just think they're underperforming. And there's a lot of key areas where they're underperforming. Mostly it has to do with pitching. Their starting rotation, three-fifths of it has not been good. And their bullpen, there's a lot of guys in this D-backs bullpen who have, who have not been performing up to the levels that I've expected, like a Hector Rondon, a Kevin Ginkle. Um, Andrew Chafin hasn't been good. He's been hit hard this year. So this D-backs pitching staff has really struggled this year. It makes you wonder whether this D-backs team, if that's what they're going to target when it comes to this deadline. I, I don't know what this D-backs team could get. I, I don't know who is available out there on the trade market, but if this team could acquire a number three or a number four starter, I think that would be really great to this rotation. And I don't know if anyone would even do this trade with the D-backs, but if you could somehow find a way to trade Robbie Ray for a better version of Robbie Ray, uh, I think that would be a trade I would do in a heartbeat. I mean, I'm just so out on Robbie Ray on the season. Even if the D-backs are saying they're buyers, just trade Robbie Ray. I don't know what value he has to you. He has to you right now as a starting pitcher. Right now, he's producing negative value every time he gets on the mound. So, for a guy like Robbie Ray, I would rather, I would rather see him in the bullpen. If he's not going to the bullpen, I think we should trade him. So maybe you could package Robbie Ray with another guy, maybe another bullpen arm, maybe a, a prospect, a middling prospect, and maybe you could package them together and get a better starting pitcher in this rotation so 
That would be the number one thing I would do. Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen have looked like Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling this year back on that 0-1 D-backs team. I mean, they, these two are legit carrying this team to wins every time they step on the mound. They're giving the D-backs a chance every time out there. Ne uh, either one of them have, have yet to have a poor start. Both of them have been on fire right now, and you could probably hear my my friend's cat that I'm watching right now just got her today. Just got her like 30 minutes ago, so I think she's a little homesick, so you might be able to hear her in the background. But this D-backs team, they have the talent, as I always say, and I just think you're a couple rotation pieces away from truly contending and not just being a team that makes a nice wild card run, not being a team that just makes a nice NLDS run, but a team that can make it to the World Series. Because why not? When you look at this team, there's not too many holes in this lineup. You have guys underperforming like Eduardo Escobar. We would like Carson Kelly, you know, to break out a little bit more, at least, you know, flash some of that pop that he showed last season. But just looking at this offensive lineup, the D-backs are stacked there. And all these guys are starting to break out, especially with a Nick Ahmed now being on an offensive tear himself, being this guy in the, you know who you could play in the middle of the lineup all, all of a sudden and give you, you know, run scoring production and RBI production. He's been able to do both, get himself on base to score and bring other guys home. He's been great with runners in scoring position, batting over 400 on the season. So you got guys stepping up on the offensive side of the ball, but right now pitching is the biggest struggle. There's nothing you could really say outside of Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon. Masson Bumgarner has not been the guy that the D-backs thought they were going to get as far his decline in velocity has been alarming, to say the least. He's lost like three miles per hour off his fastball. It's sitting at like 88 miles per hour right now. He's just getting shelled when he's going out there. Uh, typically, he's given up a lot of home runs. And then Luke Weaver has been the guy who is the least has been his leash has been shorter than a new puppy because he's not being uh, allowed to pitch more than three or four innings. His most recent start was the first one where he cleared five, where he made it through five, I should say. So D-backs, you know, only have so much confidence in him, but they've made an investment with him because of that Paul Goldschmidt trade. They're not going to just put Luke Weaver on the back burner. They're not going to just send him to the minors. They're going to keep trying him out there. And who knows, maybe they move into the bullpen, but they need Luke Weaver to work. They need him to be a stud because of the high investment they, they got for the high investment they put in Luke Weaver. They traded a, a franchise star, face of the franchise for him, so they definitely need Luke Weaver to work. But someone like Robbie Ray, who's going to be in a contract year, a guy who could be a free agent pretty soon, uh, he's not a guy you need to keep. And I don't see the D-backs paying him right now. And if they do, it's going to be one of those Jake Lamb prove-it deals because Robbie Ray has not been able to prove anything since 2017. This year, you see his fastball. It has more life to it. It's a little bit faster. He's hitting 97 again. Has more rotations per minute, so he's able to move, you know, a little bit more, three inches uh, to, uh, to estimate how much he's been moving. It's moving about three inches horizontally, so it's got a lot of life to it, but he can't control it. He's getting shelled out there, and one of the reasons uh, why he's looked so bad is because even though that D, that, that fastball is moving and it's moving a lot, you'd like to hear that three inches on your fastball can move like that. That sounds like a cut fastball. But because Robbie Ray struggles so much with command and location, he just gives up too many walks because of it. So it's actually been a hindrance for him. So if the D-backs you know, trade Robbie Ray for a better starting pitcher, I don't know how that's possible. That would be the number one thing I would do. Or maybe they trade, you know, 
uh, one of their top prospects, you know, maybe not Christian Robinson, but maybe one of these other guys that they have. Maybe they trade one of these guys that they trade for recently in that uh, Zach Greinke trade, like a Seth B or someone like that. So we'll see what this D-backs team decides to do at the deadline. I definitely like the idea of them being buyers. This is a team that definitely needs to put it all in because this is a shortened season. It seems like anything can happen because it's 2020. So I trust that this D-backs team will get it done, that Derek Hall will make the moves they need to make to get this D-backs team better. And if he's not, you know, if Mike Hazen doesn't go out there and make the moves, and if if Mike Hazen does make the moves and this team still this team is still underperforming, then you might have to go revisit my other pod where I talk about could the D-backs clean house and fire Mike Hazen and Tori Lovello. I think this team has too much talent, as I keep saying, to, you know, not uh, – not just not to make the playoffs, but not to put up a decent run. This team makes the playoffs and loses in the wild card round. It is not something that will be very impressive at all. It'll be kind of a disappointing season. So I like the D-backs team being buyers and being aggressive at the trade deadline. Now, one food you don't have to be aggressive with because it tastes it, it tastes so delicious. It's new and improved. And I'm talking about the Built Bar, of course, because Built Bar is back. It's new and improved with new amazing flavors, six new amazing flavors to be exact. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. The reason I love them, because I'm a health-conscious guy. I try to go to the gym, but... The bars, they taste great. They taste like candy, but they're actually protein bars. And they help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so it's great for the keto diet. And get this, if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off. At BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it and talk about whether this 2020 D-back team, you know, a quarter of the way through the season, now about 25 games, is it better than the 2019 I feel like we got pretty nice in Let's break it down. And let's first look at the starting lineup. When I look at this 2019 team, there's a there's a lot of guys in this lineup who got a lot of run, who played a lot of games, who I don't think would get that much run now when looking at this D-back team. I think when you're looking at the lineup, this 2020 team is very strong top to bottom. It's pretty deep. And some guys like uh, Eduardo Escobar are underperforming a little bit. If this was last year, Eduardo Escobar, it wouldn't even be a debate which team is better, but... It's not just because of uh, – there, there's more factors into play why this 2020 season or this 2020 team is better than 2019 team, and it goes deeper than just Eduardo Escobar. When just comparing the two teams, you still got Ketel Marte. He's still keeping it up. And you got Christian Walker, who's showing you last season wasn't a fluke. The, we haven't seen too much power from uh, Christian Walker, but he's been a consistent hitter and a consistent run producer in the middle of the lineup, and he's got 10 doubles, so we haven't seen the home runs, but he's still got the slugging to his name. Ketel Marte, as I already mentioned, has been a stud this season once again, 
And then David Peralta, you know, he's back now in 2020. He missed uh, a good amount of games in 2019. He only played 99 games, so he's back, and he's mashing the ball right now. He's batting over 300. His numbers are runners in scoring position are insane. So he's been a guy that's been great for the D-backs team. You got starting Marte now in center field. Last season, you had Ketel Marte playing center field and second base. So now you got Ketel Marte primarily at second base. And now you got, you know, an all-star in starting Marte at center field. And then since Ketel Marte is at second base right now, that means no more Wilmer Flores, who was average at best last season at second so that's already an upgrade right there and then you look at right field we had adam jones in right field last year the man is not even playing in the united states anymore he's playing baseball overseas right now so going from adam jones to cole calhoun who has just been one of the best power hitters and all of baseball and the best you know rbi producer on this team leads them with seven home runs and leads them with 18 rbis cole calhoun has been a difference maker in this lineup and then the, the real key guy who I think has gone unnoticed because of, you know, other players like uh, uh, the Marte Parte, you know, uh, being the superstars they are. You got David Peralta being back uh, to 100% and producing at a high level once again. Got new acquisition Cole Calhoun mashing the ball all over the field. So I think the guy that's been forgotten in this D-backs lineup who's actually been great offensively for this team is Nick Ahmed. He's been a guy who... We know he's a defensive wizard who showed some pop last year with 19 home runs, but who we always considered an offensive liability. But this year, batting 286, uh, 788 OPS, uh, 348 OBP. He's got 16 RBIs, which is third on the team. He's got 15 runs scored, which is tied for second on the team. He's done a little bit of everything. He's got four doubles, too, to his name, which is nice. So Nick Ahmed has been a steady contributor, and he's got three home runs, which is second on this team. So he's got the pop. He's been great with runners in scoring position. He's been clutch. He's still a defensive wizard. So when looking at these lineups, uh, this 2020 team is way better than the 2019 team. But... When I move to this starting rotation, it's hard for me not to pick this 2019 team. Even though you got Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen pitching like the the 01 Kurt Schilling Randy Johnson duo, this rest of the staff has been so bad that I almost have to pick the 2019 team. Because if I look at the rotation, even though the 2019 team didn't have anyone performing as at a high level as good as Zach Allen or Merrill Kelly, you had at least more guys who's giving you more consistent production. Merrill Kelly wasn't the guy he is this year, but he's still a guy in the mid-fours. He still could give you 183 innings and still strike out at a pretty decent rate. Robbie Ray was at least a, a starter last year, a guy you could throw out there and say, hey, he might give up four earned runs, but at least I know he could go you know, five, six innings and strike out eight guys, ten guys. Robbie Ray this year just walking six guys every every time he's up and just making it four innings and giving up like five earned runs every time he starts. So Robbie Ray's not even a guy you could even count on to throw the ball this year. And then in 2019, you also had like Alex Young, who was a nice starter. Uh, you had Luke Weaver making starts, even though he got injured, but he was good last year. Zach Gallon was actually good last year, even though he didn't make a ton of starts to this D-backs team. So if you gave me last year's starters and how they performed, I think this team could be even better this uh even better honestly even taking into account how well zach gallon merrill kelly has been pitching you just had at least five guys that you could say hey you know this guy can at least have a good start today or you can have a bad start today 
When you see Robbie Ray, Luke Weaver, Madison Bumgarner starting on the mound right now for the D-backs, you're just thinking, all right, the D-backs don't score seven to eight runs today. They're going to lose. That way, that's what I think when I'm watching these games. If the D-backs don't score seven or eight today, they're going to lose. So at least when you have these other guys, at least Robbie Ray last year, he could go out there and get you, you know, he might have a game where he gave up five or six runs. But he also had a few games where he didn't. He had a few games where he did have quality starts, which is Hard to believe because of how bad he's been this season, but he definitely had quality starts last year. Yeah, I'm looking at his game log right now. I see one game, six innings, uh, one walk, four strikeouts, one earned run from 2019. He has a, a couple games where he gave up two runs or less, which is crazy to think about for Robbie Ray. He still can go deep into ball games, but toward the end of the season, it seems like he was picking up a little bit, especially in June and July in the middle months. He was going six, seven innings kind of consistently. Now he can't even make it through four consistently. So last year, I think you had more consistent on your in your rotation. So uh, that's why I'll give the edge to the 2019 team when it comes to rotation. But how about the bullpen? I think the bullpen is extremely close for both teams. When just looking at it on the peripherals, uh, the closer position uh, Archie Bradley, I think, has been great this year. He was the closer last year at the end of the season, but you also had Greg Holland, you know, trying to be the closer. He was pretty bad. Archie Bradley, even though his ERA is at a four right now, he's really only had one bad outing where he gave up three earned runs to the Padres. And outside of that, he's given up like one earned run and like six other outings. So Archie Bradley has actually been good and been better than what the 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 ERA seems to tell you. He's been better than that point than that four point ERA. Stefan Cryan's been amazing this year. Junior Guerrero's been good this year. But outside that, and a Taylor Clark, I, I don't know if I trust too many of these D-backs pitchers, honestly. Hector Rondon has been atrocious this year. Andrew Chafin's been god-awful. Uh, Kevin Ginkle, I don't know what happened to him. Uh, Alex Young has been a solid long relief pitcher out the bullpen. And Yoan Lopez has been solid, too. He hasn't pitched a ton, only 5.1 innings pitched, so... Last year, I think there's a little bit more depth in this bullpen. You still had Archie Bradley, who was pretty good last year. You had Yoan Lopez still. Andrew Schaafen was actually competent last year. Then you had Kevin Ginkle, who was a stud. You still had Stefan Crying. So at least there was like five or six guys in the bullpen last year that I felt pretty confident in. This D-backs team this year, there's only about three guys I would trust to give the uh, the ball to. Bradley, Crying, and Guerrero. That's about it. Uh, and Taylor Clark, so about four guys. But outside of that, I think there's one or two more arms I trust a little bit more in last year's bullpen. And just like this year, I think, you know, the really good guys in 2020 in the bullpen have been better than the really good guys in 2019's bullpen. But I think there are more worse players in this 2020 team. I think there's a bigger disparity between, you know, the top end talent in the bullpen, the bottom end talent in the bullpen in 2020. I think in 2019, like, the rotation got more consistency. You knew better what a player was going to give you when he went out there and made a start. Then in 2020, this bullpen just been so up and down. I just don't know what these guys are going to do. So for that reason, just like the rotation, I'm going to give it to the 2019 team. So, Based off bullpen and off the rotation, I think this 2019 team is better. But because I have such high regard for this 2020 lineup, and I think this rotation could get better, I mean, it has to, right? You can't get any worse. I'm going to still say this 2020 team is better than this 2019 team because I think they just have more talent on this team. Granted, the 2019 team played better with their talent. They Their production was better, even though they had less talent, but... 
I think because I like the town so much on this 2020 team, I like their offense a lot and how good Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon's been. If you know one of these rotation guys could get it together, or if Derek Call and Mike Hazen go out there and get another starting pitcher for this rotation during the deadline, I think this team could take uh, uh, another step forward. And because of that reason, I'm going with the 2020 team. And I think they should, as I always say, make a deep postseason run this year. We'll see if it gets done, and we'll see what they do at the trade deadline. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you, everyone, tuned in to this edition of the podcast. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. Peace!